0: Welcome to Life on the Illinois Prairie. Your host is Wendy Fleming Dexter, and after 30 years living in small-town Illinois, she has stories to tell. Past cornfields and factories, into the heart of Amish country, there's more here than what meets the eye, far beyond what you think you know. So buckle up and stay tuned. This is Life on the Illinois Prairie.
1: Hi, and thank you for joining me today. I'm your host, Wendy Fleming-Dexter. Thanks for stopping by to Life on the Illinois Prairie. My guest today is Tara Reed, manager of the ReStore Habitat for Humanity store in Sullivan, Illinois. Tara, welcome to the show. Thank you, Wendy, for inviting me to join you. It's my pleasure. Would you please give a brief history and background as to how you became involved with uh, Habitat for Humanity? Sure. I had been looking to do something
0: different. I had been in the hospitality field for a long time and just wasn't what I was looking for. And my sister Jeanette recommended a job that was a Habitat for Humanity restore manager in Sullivan. And I was like, Hmm. Well, that sounds interesting because it offers everything that I'd like to do. It's working with the public. It's working for a great cause. I enjoy volunteering, which I've been a Red Cross disaster volunteer for a lot of years. I served at Red Cross Centers in New York for Ground Zero and drove an herb at Katrina. And this just tied in very well with the Restore. It's a great cause. You work with volunteers and it was just a perfect fit for me.
1: Wow, those are some uh, major, major events to have been involved in as a volunteer. Can you explain the history of Habitat for Humanity? I know that it is a strictly a volunteer operation. How long have you been involved with that? And could you explain the history of Habitat for Humanity, who started it, and how long it has been in operation?
0: Sure. Habitat for Humanity International was founded in 1976 by Miller Millard and Linda Fuller. Now, they were missionaries for a long time, and they spent a lot of time in Africa. And close to their heart was the need for housing. They saw it overseas and, of course, here in the United States. And so they decided that housing needed to be affordable for everybody. And I know a lot of people think that Rosalind and Jimmy Carter are the founders, especially since the headquarters for Habitat for International is in America's Georgia. But they aren't. They're loyal supporters since 1984, Hmm. and they have been loyal to the cause and responsible for getting many, many volunteers to join the organization. And now Habitat for International is represented through 70 countries, and 49 of those are right here in Illinois. We have 49 affiliates, and we uh, help about 170 families every year right here in the state of Illinois, doing new homes or project rehabs for them.
1: Oh my gosh, I had no idea you did that, that there were that many. What is the application process like for someone who might be interested in in applying for one of these homes? How does that work? Well, it's pretty easy. Speaking for Moultrie County, we're very small. We are the
0: smallest chapter in the state of Illinois, and we do it the old-fashioned way. With paper and pencil, and we like to sit down and meet everybody um, face-to-face. They work with a family selection committee. And you come in to the ReStore or Uptown to our corporate office, which is on the square in Sullivan, and you pick up a paper application starting in November. And you have to provide all the information that's necessary, like your income, um, your rent, and like the situation where you're living in. And then the homeowner is selected by three main criteria. It's the level of need for a home. Um, their willingness to partner with Habitat for Humanity and their ability to repay the mortgage through an affordable payment plan because the houses are not free. They are purchasing the homes that they are getting. Hmm.
1: So that is where the sweat equity, I don't know if that's what you guys call it or if I know that that's uh, what it is when people have to do have to commit to a certain amount of work for them that they do themselves or is there a set amount that they do to become more invested in that process?
0: Absolutely. There's 500 hours required. It's not just, um, hey, you've been chosen for the new homeowner, which is really exciting. There is 500 hours of sweat equity and that can be through with your friend, friends your family, and other people that come in to volunteer to help you. But, you know, it is required of your time. Right now we are in a house build. We are building our home for this year right now. And our homeowner, she's there every day on her lunch hour. She's sweeping, she's cleaning, she's making sure that the materials that the volunteers are needed are there. And we um, offer the time at the restore. Maybe you're not always quite so handy on the job site or your hours don't. You know, line up and you can come and you can donate the 500 hours of sweat equity into the restore too, because the restore is the one that's working to earn the money to build the house in the community.
1: Hmm. So uh, I know these houses couldn't be built without the volunteers. I, and, and you, how many houses have been, this is your 32nd house in Sullivan, is that correct? We are on our 32nd, yes, we're on our
0: 32nd build right now. And every chapter um, affiliate is different. The bigger chapters build several houses a year, we build one and we're darn proud of that. Um, and we have people, it's called the <laughs> Caravanners, and they come in from out of state. And we have several here right now from Florida, Michigan, Louisiana, that will be here for six weeks. They come Labor Day weekend, and they start groundbreaking. And in six weeks' time, we're going to hand the keys over to this year's homeowner. So it is called a blitz Bill, and it is an amazing small local opportunity for this town. It's so Wonderful to have the caravaners come in. We're supported by the local churches. They provide the campground for them to come in and set their RVs up. And all our local churches take turns uh, providing lunches, and our businesses in town provide the dinners for them. Uh, it's called the ten pound build. If we don't put ten pounds on our volunteers while they're here, we didn't feed them good enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love the it. The whole town participates. Oh, that's fantastic. That's what I love about Sullivan. I think it's that kind of a town. You see that enthusiasm, you know, throughout the town. But uh, it it is it is a small town, and I think that's a a wonderful thing. Do you your skills that you picked up over the years in hospitality industry and in your volunteerism before must have really must really feed into this and help you relate to these people?
0: I think so. And they feel like a family. It's posted every year when the build goes up onto Habitat for Humanity's international build site. And we have our volunteers that sign up and we have the same committed people that show up year after year after year. And uh, they kind of, we know them by a what color house they started on, and and they brag about it. They'll go, hey, I got here and started on the green house, and look, you're clear over here to the yellow house. It's a bragging <laughs> right, and we have several people that have been there for 10 to 12 years. The Restore's been there for 12 years, but the Habitat um, has actually been in Moultrie County for over 30, so... Um, it's an exciting time oh, when wow. they come into town, and everybody in Sullivan wants to step up and be a part of it because it happens so fast. It's just like, boom! It's a house and a home. They're always in there before the holidays. It's so exciting.
1: Well, that would that would be. I mean, and and what a wonderful feeling for the. For the volunteers to, to provide somebody with a home that they wouldn't have had otherwise and or they would have struggled to do. And I do think many people have the misconception that they are free homes. And I think that uh, realizing that they do have to pay that back, I mean, that's a commitment, just like any other home purchase. But to have your own your own heart and soul into it and having these loving volunteers that selflessly give of their time i mean that's that's a that's a precious thing really
0: that's a that's a very generous gift that you just it's hard to express there is so many tears of happiness and sorrow because you, you really connect with the volunteers that come in and our local volunteers because they come in and they work with the local chapter of volunteers to build. And you get very attached to the family members and the children that are involved. And there's a lot of tears when people leave to go out of town because you feel like uh, you walked away from a family member. But it's also exciting to know that you put them and help them get um, to a good start and to where things are a fresh beginning. A lot of fresh beginnings are wonderful, and we like to give that to people. We give them not hands-outs but hands-up because they have a lot of pride in home ownership. It is theirs, and there is benefits to getting a, a Habitat for Humanity home, but just the pride in ownership where you might not have been able to afford one through conventional means is really rewarding. hmm
1: Oh, I would say so. And to be to be a part of something that's so much bigger than yourself, you know, more than you could do by yourself. But as a group, a committed group, you can do something so big. Absolutely. And, you know, we we gain a lot of new volunteers
0: that way. There's the house build goes up and it's excitement. And we welcome everybody. We don't care if you've not swung a hammer or you build skyscrapers. Any any (laughs) skill or time that you're willing to give, you are lovingly brought into the fold. Uh, People, we have um, ladies that come in that will just sweep and clean up the job site every day. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but it's huge. And we appreciate that they give their time to come in to keep the job site running smooth. To the lead builder that comes and gives up six weeks of his time from Michigan every year, and he has done it for several years to come do the building here in Sullivan.
1: Wow. What a selfless thing. I just admire that so much. Um, How are these people, do do people feed them, or is is food an independent thing that people bring, or does somebody donate that as well, or how does that work? Well, we're very lucky, because every chapter works
0: different, but we have, um, when our board gets together... Uh, we assign different committees, and part of it is making sure that our caravanners are lovingly taken care of. And we have one church that's on the outskirts of town, and they provide the place for the RVs to come. They stay there the whole entire six to- six weeks that they're there. It's like a little campground. And then the churches all sign up, and mm-hmm. they provide all the lunches. So maybe Monday might be the Catholic Church, and maybe Tuesday is the Elam Springs Church, and you know um, that way all through the week, and then. And in the evening, several businesses provide meals for them. We don't want them to have to incur any expense to come and volunteer. And that's very different for a lot of chapters. A lot of chapters don't provide that, or they also just have a permanent construction mm-hmm. crew. And they're, they're very blessed to have people that are on staff all the time that build. Uh, so when our caravanners come in for the six weeks, we just lovingly feed them. And spend time with them and a lot of fellowship, and it's a great time. I know you're building a house in the meantime, but you're building a family here, also.
1: Yeah, building a community within a house within a community—that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, how do you? How are these uh, building sites selected in your town? Well, we were we were generously donated
0: from Agrofab a large portion of land. And um, it's affectionately known here in Sullivan as the Habitat Village. <laughs> and that is where we build hmm. we build most of our houses there, and it's shaped like a horseshoe. And we have two sh- um, streets, and they are called Hope and Faith. And that is where most of our building is done. But we also build, since it is Moultrie County, we just built last year in Lovington. we have houses in Bethany and uh-huh. Arthur. And what we do mainly is go by donated lots. People are generous and have donated lots to us and, We have fortunately not had to purchase any kind of lot in several years, which is a direct savings to the homeowners because they don't have to pay for the cost of the lot with their home. So um, AgroFab set us up. Hmm. They are very generous to the Habitat Foundation. They love the restore and they take very good care of us. And so we have been very blessed with that opportunity. Uh, We have several houses down there. I'm going to say we are about fifteen so around there we we have completed the whole outer circle of the horseshoe and we are now building on the inside and we have four remaining (laughs) lots there to still build existing house
1: well that is extremely generous of Agrifab to do that that's uh that's another wonderful way for them to invest back into the community as well you know I'm I'm married to your cousin who's sitting right here next to me (laughs) Stacy Doty and uh I think I told you in our notes that That there is a uh, home going, a Habitat for Humanity house going up right next to where he was raised in Charleston, there on Seventh Street, and uh, we've we've seen that a few times when we go by. And
0: that's a great local community too. It's I think bigger chapters um, also work with donations. Um, They also buy lots from tax assessment sales. It's a cheaper way to purchase a lot. And then outright lot purchase. Um, they so they try to find it in communities that need development, that have room and space, and that can benefit by having a new home in their community. It raises the tax values of the community. It brings more people into their neighborhood. But lot selection is just kind of by what's available, actually.
1: Hmm. So moving on to the actual building supplies, how is that funded? Are those donated as well? Well, that is what the actual
0: cost is that is incurred by the homeowner. All the labor is donated by the volunteers. Mm-hmm. And so the material mm-hmm. cost is mm-hmm. what the homeowner is actually paying for. Several things are donated. We had mm-hmm. uh, Master Brandon donated for the last two years all the kitchen cabinetry for the homeowner. So of course that, you know, was a it was a great savings to them. And so at the end, when everything is said and done, the total cost for the home is figured in by the cost of all the materials that were needed to build the home and the contracted labor because you have to have contracted labor for like electrical and plumbing. You can't just have volunteers. They actually have to be licensed Mm. in that county for the electrical and whatnot. (laughs) And then at that cost is what is then considered the purchase price for the homeowner.
1: I just can't imagine what an exciting day that is for those people when they get that, when you have the celebration and the, uh, They're presented with their keys. That's got to be an emotional moment for everyone concerned. It it is. um, It's the
0: joy. It's the excitement. It's the seeing the final come together. Like six weeks is a very quick process. It goes from foundation to handing a key over Mm. in six weeks. And during the key ceremony, it's the house blessing ceremony. That's what we call it. And we invite everybody to the public. We're proud of the work. It it takes a year's worth of working through the restore to raise the money for that. And so we're very excited when that time comes and we get everybody can come in. We show the house to everybody. That's this year's homeowner. Her name is Becky. And so Becky will have the privilege of getting to show what her house looks like, what her choices were, and who everybody was there to help all the out-of-state volunteers the local volunteers the board members and the restore staff will all be there to get to celebrate with the homeowner and the public and um when we have the celebration we provide the homeowner with an american bible and an american a holy bible and an american flag every homeowner gets that and uh, we pray and we tell them you know best wishes for the future and. Uh, then we all have a fellowship meal and go on our way and, and bless them for a good life. It's so exciting. And like you say, it's sad because we know that everybody that came in to help will be leaving that weekend and won't see them again for another year. So there is a lot of mixed emotions with it.
1: Mm. Oh, I can only imagine. And you've talked about the Restore. When did, in this process, did Restore um, come into being I've only heard about them and been to them in the last few years. And how how does that work to people? I know people donate goods to to Restore and that that helps fund things to some extent, but explain a little bit about Restore, if you would.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The first one was started in 1992, and it was started in Austin, Texas, and now there's over a thousand Restores through six different countries, and we have 19 in the state of Illinois. Now, a lot of them are up in the Chicago area, but we do have several surrounding close by us. We have you know, Champaign and Charleston, Danville, and Decatur. So we have several in our area. And um they're independently owned by each chapter. So each restore, when you go to oh, one, really? will look very different from the other one. They're they're just very different. And they were started for the purpose of recycling construction materials. A lot of construction materials ended up in landfills after job sites. And they were good, viable materials that could build homes. And so somebody had the brilliant idea, let's do this and partner with Habitat. And so the restores take donated items, new or used, as long as they are viable to be used and to be resold to earn the money to build the houses. That's where the majority of the money comes from. A lot of chapters have the restores. Otherwise, you would have to fundraise outside of a restore and approximately for us now is close to $80,000 to build the home. Um, so all that money is raised for our county. Moultrie County is through the restore. Every penny of it is raised through the restore. So when you donate, it's so incredibly important. When you donate and when you shop, you're just helping the community out. Um, anything you bring in, we sell and hmm. try to receive the most amount of money that we can for it. We are not a thrift store. We are a resale store to make money. That's what we're there for. We are earning money to build a home. That's the difference there. Um, We're not a thrift store that helps Mm -hmm. um, underprivileged people through clothing and items like that. We are reselling to get the most amount of money for your wonderful donated items that you give us because every cent will go to be built a home in our community.
1: Hmm. Do you get a lot of donations there again from... From places like Master Brand or these local uh, areas around factories that have things like that? Do you get a lot of donations from those people?
0: We do get donations towards the house build, which uh, the new items are wonderful because everything that goes into a Habitat home is brand new. They're not furnished. They do come with their own, you know, belongings and their furnishings. But everything else that goes into the build is brand new. And so we have, um, during that time, we go around. Fred Biggs is very generous to us out of out of Mattoon, and several companies step up and donate. We have people that, you know, will just send a check, drop a dime, whether it's five dollars or five thousand dollars. Every amount comes off of the homeowners amount that she has to pay any donations that are made will come off of her amount that's applied to the building material so it saves her money if you're donating it's just um wonderful causes so when you think that you need a new couch and you just don't like the style of your old couch and you bring it to the restore and we sell it that money goes to building a home so donations to the restore and donations for cash or materials to the house builder always important Hmm.
1: Very, very uh, effective ways to help out if you are not physically capable of doing that.
0: Sure absolutely every donation counts if you if you want to volunteer yearly to come in around the year to come help at the restore you know if you just need to we have senior ladies that we really enjoy their company and they have little potlucks on wednesday and they keep our the library and the media center going it's all about fellowship and socializing and working for a great cause um, the resource are very, if you have one in your community, you're very blessed and you probably just don't realize how lucky that you are, that they're working to build a home for your community. The restores are a central part in getting homes built.
1: I'm really glad you made that distinction that you are, you know, resale and not, uh, not just a thrift store. I think that many of myself included, I mean, I did not make that a distinction nor did I realize that that is the case. And, uh. Well, what I enjoy about doing this podcast is learning. I learn so much, and I hope other people um, find it as exciting as I do to learn from people like you, Tara. I appreciate it. So you have a Christmas open house coming up, don't you?
0: We absolutely do. This is our fifth annual Christmas open house, and it is October 6th from 4 to six. And this is our one and only fundraising event that we do. Um, When we hand the key over to the new homeowner the following weekend, here we go. It's start selling the Christmas goodies to raise money for next year. And uh, we lock the store up at noon and put the final touches on there. And we unlock the door at four. And the whole entire front of our store is like a Christmas wonderland. We put Them show on. (laughs) If you love Christmas and glitter and snow and helping a good cause, this is the time to do it. And it's a fantastic weekend because we also have, it's the Sullivan Homecoming weekend. And then we also have the Buxton Fall Harvest, which is absolutely huge on Saturday. So all the community events are working together Hmm. to bring everybody into town. And uh, the open house is just so much fun. Um it will really get the go the your go, get you going for the year's events for Christmas and for the giving starting of a new home It's just an exciting time
1: uh, that's that sounds so much fun and uh it's probably a good way for people to become involved and realize that once they come to something like that they might want to donate their time or money or both okay. uh to help out this wonderful cause, yeah. Here's an interesting fact. Did you know, Wendy,
0: that the giant tree that is put up every year at Rockefeller Center in New York, once the season is over, they mill all that lumber and donate it to a Habitat for Humanity to build houses?
1: No, it's really? Yes, they absolutely do. Oh, how amazing is that? I had no idea. What a wonderful thing. I I love it when things are repurposed and reused like that and not just thrown away we just waste so many things in this country it's such a such a shame and that's exactly the whole purpose behind the restore is like keep it out
0: of the landfill build somebody a new home I was the same way I was like I love that beautiful tree but all I could think is oh that poor beautiful tree they cut it down and then once I found out that it was building homes (laughs) I'm like that's amazing
1: (laughs) yes it gives you goosebumps to know that some you know that that people in in a place like that can realize that they can help somebody that they will never know, and, and the benefit somebody that you that's that's giving and volunteerism, you know, in a, in a nutshell, helping somebody that you don't know, and will never meet, but being able to um, to share that gift.
0: Yeah, it would be pretty cool to say. Hey, my home was built from the tree from uh, Rockefeller Center.
1: That would be a special build, I would think. <laughs> I would think so, too. I would think so, too. Well, Tara, uh, do you have, you, would you like to give your con- any contact information or email addresses or how people can, can reach out to you if they would like? Sure, absolutely. Uh, the ReStore, we're located at 401 South Hamilton Street in Sullivan.
0: That's directly across from the Monocles right at the railroad tracks. And um, I want to tell everybody about our Facebook site. Um, it is called Sullivan Restore Habitat for Humanity and every Saturday morning I do a video I walk through the store and you can see everything that we have available for sale um, upcoming events different um, sales and discounts that are going on at the time it just gives you a chance to see what's going on every day through the week at the restore it's a lot of fun so join us follow our page and then you can see every day for yourself just pop in there we have put up new items that are constantly for sale and new exciting different items that have been donated and then we also have the what in the world is that though um we're always looking for an answer for weird things too so because we don't know what everything that comes in we know that you need it we just don't always know what it is so come join our facebook page <laughs> we really would appreciate that
1: uh, how about an email address do you have an email address you'd like to share for this cause or sure it's m o
0: underscore at hotmail.com. So that's really restore at hotmail.com is what that stands for. And our phone number is 728-8700. And uh, if your heart's in the mood to give to volunteer, this is the time to do it. Come over. There's still time left on the house bill. We can still always put you to dusting or sorting or lifting or loading at the ReStore. There's always work to be done there. And then once again, just come do your part if you just want to shop. We call it donating. That way, um, husbands and whatnot are okay with it. When you say, I'm going to the ReStore to donate, it's code. We're okay with that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love it, Tara. Thank you so much for for taking the time to be here.
0: I was just worried that I was going to be able to do it. So I so appreciate you that you uh, invited me to take the chance to uh, brag about our local ReStore. We're so proud of it and everything that it does in our community. I so appreciate you taking the time to listen.
1: Oh, well I, I, I'm more than happy to share something that's so vitally important that so many of us misunderstand. I mean, there's so many things that I didn't really didn't really know, you know, about Myself, so uh, I'm about Habitat for Humanity or the Restore. So there's a lot of things to learn in this world and a lot of things to w- we'll learn and uh, life on the Illinois Prairie. So I guarantee I want to thank you for joining. Absolutely. And thank you, Wendy. When you're out taking your beautiful
0: pictures on the Arthur countryside, swing by Sullivan and take a picture of the Habitat Village.
1: Okay, I will do that. I will do that. Stacy and I have been in your store a time or two, but it's been a while. And uh, I know that from what I've seen, you have some wonderful merchandise in there. So we will definitely do that. That's that's on the to-do list. All right. Open invitation for you, too. Well, thank you so much. I think that'll bring our... uh, Is there anything else you'd like to share? Or do you think you've got everything that you'd like? Anything else? I think that's everything. You you covered everything. (laughs) Excellent. Well, thanks, Tara. That will bring this episode to a close. I am your host, Wendy Fleming Dexter. I want to thank you for stopping by today for this episode of Life on the Illinois Prairie. So much to learn, so little time sometimes. Thank you for stopping by. If you... If you found this episode fun or you like this podcast, I would like to ask you to like and subscribe, and please tell your friends. This is a good time to share, and uh, thank you, everyone, and thank you again, Tara. Thank you, Wendy. And uh, please, everyone, be kind. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Life on the Illinois Prairie, the undercurrents of Our American Life. If you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe to Life on the Illinois Prairie wherever you get your podcast. Stay tuned for more stories, interviews, and updates. I'm your host, Wendy Fleming Dexter. Until next time.
0: Produced by Audovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.